Hello, and welcome back to 16 Candle Keeps, the place where the 80s passed the death save. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome. Calm and efficient this time. Um, <laughs> compared to last week. Um, <laughs> it's alright, me, me and Liam DM'd, as we mentioned. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, hello, welcome back. Um, last we left off, uh, the group had um, returned to Brinchander. Started to discuss with a speaker, Dirith, an elven mage from down south, and uh, the Sheriff Markham, a uh, human who is of the authoritarian positions in Brinchander. Uh, you had offered over the orb that was found in the remains of the dragon, and had it divulged that it was a modified orb of scrying. Started to discuss your plans going forward. Uh, as you had sent out the other two into the corridor to wait for you. We pick up, uh, just in case there is any other further conversation you want to have with them, as you bring them back into the room to defer, discuss next moves, as you were suggesting that you wanted to send a scout party down to Sunblight before you, get your uh, axe beaks and such like that. So um, we'll pick up there if anything is wanted to be said, otherwise we'll just skim over it and then get on to the next thing or scene, if you will. So, they come back in. I'll, I'll let Garland take the lead on this one. He's, he's cleverer with the words. Charisma is all I've got. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> I do, but it was Garland's idea, so I'm going to let him do the talkings. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh... We will be heading off to investigate Sunblight and make sure that there are no other dragons or things that are being forged there. And to try and uh, apprehend whoever created it to make sure that they don't make any more in the future. Um... We would very much be interested in having someone scout out ahead uh, if they would also be able to retrieve our axe beaks, which were, we had to abandon them on the way back as we were chasing down the dragon. So that would be quite helpful. Um, something that might be good to consider for the current refugee situation is that we found an item in uh, the what was it called? Oh, the Cauldron Caves. Yes, uh, in the Cauldron Caves. Um, uh, a Cauldron of Plenty, which might be able to help feed the volume of people who are around here. As long as, obviously, it didn't end up getting destroyed when that dragon attacked. And then, uh, we feel like this orb might need a new home. <laughs> Excellent. So as you uh, as you give this out, uh, Markham just Tim nods and nodding, starts smiling. writing down whatever, whatever notes he might need to take and... Uh, bows towards each of you guys. I will uh, I will start to reach out to my men. I'll send a party of ten down towards uh, did you say uh, well, for expediency's sake you've told him the location. Um, uh, I will um, send a party of ten men uh, collect the axe beaks from Dugan's Hole and have the four return whilst the remaining six head on towards Sunblight. Um, I cannot promise their actions, obviously I'm sending them as scouts and not as uh, infantry to detain and disarm anyone there. If they find that they are in above their heads, they will return with information. You may bump into them on the way back, depending on uh, when you yourselves leave. But I will head out and sort the arrangements now. Any bows and heads up. Um, oh. can Naranef, uh just really 
like she zoned out for most of it but can she just really like snap to attention and then just look straight at um speaker derith and yep. ask um if she knows a nelda or has any associations with uh uh Keldin's Ken? um i don't recognize the i know obviously of Kevin's Ken, but i don't recognize a nelda um friend of yours or no no just a, a name in passing i remember overhearing um apparently uh there was a there was a name that was quite similar to yours i just wanted to check i didn't mishear it that's all that completely fine <laughs> And she smiles and uh, turns back to Garland as uh, he has mentioned selling this orb. Um, uh, so Markham heads out. Uh, Derif steps forward and goes, So this um, this orb you're looking to sell, I'm assuming you're looking for... You're not looking to sell it to the local people. I'm assuming you're wanting someone of a more discerning nature. And she smiles. Well, obviously uh, an item such as this you know, it's uh, obviously it's a very powerful item tied to all manner of things, and obviously I, I and my companions don't really want it to go to someone uh, who doesn't know what they're what they're going to be in possession of. You know, we we don't want it to fall into the wrong hands. An item such as this, who knows what other secrets it could hold? I mean, it's also got quite a bit. Of Histor will have some historical significance in the future, so like it just shouldn't go to anyone willy nilly. It has to go to someone that will, you know, respect. Yeah. Unfortunately, my friend here is very, very keen to try and keep hold of it, but I, I do feel like, like you might be able to convince her. And how much is your asking price for the item if you are looking to sell and not donate towards the Arcane Brotherhood, of course? And she smiles again. Well, if we were to donate it to the Arcane Brotherhood, surely it would go to the top, wouldn't it? Really? I mean, absolutely. If, if you think that we should send this on and donate it to your superiors, then that is absolutely, uh, absolutely fine, fine by me. I will ask for a persuasion check. See how you're doing. Can I? Can I help? Yeah, give advantage because obviously you're in there talking about it as well. Uh, okay. Well, I'll go with my first roll then, <laughs> uh, which would be a seventeen. Seventeen. She smiles at you and goes, "I am happy to purchase it. Purchase." this from you. I'm asking for a price, of course, but um, uh, if you are wanting to send it to the Arcane Brotherhood's head of, uh, of of the Brotherhood, by all means, Luskin is only a few days travel south, I believe, uh, what with uh, Aurel's current predicament across the Ten Towns, it's been quite a nightmare to get in, let alone get back down there, but you're welcome to try send it. Um, just out of character a second yep. um, when I identified this thing would I have had a rarity? Uh, you would get that it was uh, oh, what's the one above uncommon? I always forget my list so it's common uncommon then uh, rare. Yeah it'd be rare, rare, rare it? the next one. Yep so it's fairly rare okay um, because of its uh, modifying you would know the the orb of scrying would just be an uncommon item, but the uh, the modification to it makes it an, an a, a rare item. Well, that that uh, change things. Yeah, because off of like base prices mm. on that, that's, oh, yeah. that's 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 yeah, that's. I, yeah, I would not be able to ask for that amount. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's game that's that's game breaking money at this level. <laughs> you can throw a number on the table and see what she says. Uh I'm gonna lowball myself then <laughs> significantly. And don't be shocked when I say this amount, guys. 
so, I mean, obviously something like this is probably, what, 2,000 easily. 2,000, you say? And she looks over the item and goes, I mean, a, a, a common item of this sort of thing, uh, the, the actual ball of... Um, ball of uh, scrying or the orb of scrying would indeed I would say you'd be looking around that ball park but surely you're not looking for a further I mean I can honestly say right now that I don't have that money on me I can give you a thousand gold here now but I cannot give you further um, what I would suggest is either you keep it upon yourself or we uh, come to an arcane agreement and I uh, make a for want of a better word, an IOU. And what would that be? Well, um, and she offers a piece of parchment in front of her uh, onto the table and starts to scrawl on it. Uh, well, if you find yourself in Luskin, um, or if we bump into each other on another time, um, I will be willing to, and she pushes the paper over to towards you so you can see it. It basically reads as, uh, I, Speaker Dereth of the Arcane Brotherhood, uh, do bequeath the remains of 5,000 gold, um, minus 1,000 prepaid. Um, once I've signed this document, you have signed this document, we can both agree a uh, an arcane bond and shake on it like uh, like arcane users should once we do this uh, this piece of parchment will essentially act as a uh, a fail safe if you will if you should uh, meet me again or head down to luskin hand this over you will be able to redeem it for the uh, enchantment on it will indeed be worth the remaining 4000 i am happy to offer for this orb I knew that you were the right person to find this item a new home. Are we in agreement then? I will look to the other two. <laughs> uh, can I whisper to <laughs> to uh, Garland and go? But is this contract null and void if we die? What if she dies? Can we get the money from someone else? Let's not worry about that for now. I think... Alright, fine. I suppose she's capable of looking after precious object. Mm -hmm. then... Historical she's significance. <laughs> then I would say that we are in agreement. She offers her right hand out for shaking, and as she does, you see a glimmer of that same orangey-white energy run up her fingers up her forearm. And I will take the handshake. Excellent. As you do, there's a weird sense of, like, it's almost like your hands magnetise to one each other and form a fir very firm handshake for a moment too long. And then as you remove your hand, there's kind of like a, a discharge, faint discharge sound as the energy from her arm shoots over towards the parchment on the table. Then we are in agreement. I will take the orb. Here is your IOU, as I say. Um, please, don't be a stranger if we bump into each other again. I'm looking to uh, increase my, uh, my outgoings as well as my incoming. Uh, across mm -hmm. the uh, the tundra, but again, once we have the ability to leave, um, thanks to Madam Oral, if you will, um, I will be indeed heading down south myself, if you would like to follow. Do you know about Madam Oral? What do I know about Madam Oral? What do I need to know about Madam Oral? <sighs> From what I've heard, and one of the reasons I've been sent up here, um, she is playing uh, the sullen child in her corner of the icy tundra. She seems to be quite melancholy and brooding at the moment. Um, seems to be taking it out on the fine folk of Ten Towns. Basically, she just needs someone like me to go and cheer her up. I don't think cheering up will be the uh, 
Auril the Frostmaiden is not one of those people you go to speak with, if that makes sense. Oh, she's more the sit with a fluffy blanket in silence, just <laughs> eating food type. She smiles, and if you would like to believe that, by all means, have that image in your head and smiles. I'm up for that. That sounds fun. What do you guys think? <gasps> Garland, you could bring your beer. Yes. <clears throat> sounds, uh... <clears throat> sounds interesting. Um, something we may look into in the future after uh, I've collected on this and um... yep yeah. oh come on you know you just want to sleep over with some fancy fancy ice lady yeah <laughs> and she'll not, give him, not, she'll not give him really a nudge my, my, and a uh... wink No? Well, this is, um... This has been a weird day. Wait, wait. Okay, I think he needs a bit more convincing, alright? Maybe, maybe I should just do this. And then she just suddenly, like, almost like with, like, with a, a flick of a switch, she just is full-blown winter mode now. She's no longer autumnal. What do you think? <laughs> and she raises her eyebrows like, Eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, thank you, Erica. I always knew I'd keep you around. Um, no, but obviously she's going to be more beautiful than me. Duh. Just, you know, free you. Depends which version of oral you meet, I guess. Oh, it's like that. A bit okay. like me, then. Well, um... Oh, I hope she's not in her summer face. I will. I will be. Um, I will be heading out now. Uh, I will leave you to uh, whatever things you might need. Um, I'm sure Speaker Kodar will be able to guide you into any things you need around the city. But um... can she snigger as soon as she hears <laughs> Speaker Kodar? Kodar slightly blushes. Um, <laughs> as as um, I will be leaving you all, but I will leave you with this uh, tidbit of. Uh, of, uh, of, of guidance. Don't go looking for a social call with a goddess that is venerated out of fear. She it may be sullen and brooding up here, but she is still a formidable person or being to approach and still has quite the sway in her court. Okay. Um, got it. Thank you. Thank you for the um, heads up. Just, Maybe, just checking. Oh, sorry, she left the thousand gold, right? She left the thousand gold, yes. Um, yeah, I realised <laughs> you never said that. And I was no, like, at some point, I'm going to check because I've already added it I to was... the treasury. That's fine. <laughs> no, you've got, like, you've got it. You've got it. Yes. Okay, good. Good. It's added. That's fine. I just wanted to double check before she's trying to leave and I was going to have to, like, you know, break the kneecaps. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Is that because that's all you can reach? <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow. This got saucy behind the scenes. I mean. I say this, my character is five foot four. <laughs> I'm gonna remind you that I am the healer. <laughs> I have the ability to heal too. I'm glad you do, because you'll be doing it for yourself from now on. <laughs> love the relationship between us two yeah so with that uh she leaves you have a thousand gold you are um as you are aware uh sheriff markham has gone off to essentially uh get you your axe beaks and send someone down to sunblight to uh to deal with sunblight or as best they can over the coming uh time you with, with everything that's happened it's probably going to be about uh nine ten o'clock in the evening now um 
it was about three hours travel from uh, no six hours because of walking so six hours to Dugan's Hole then it'll be another 12 hours so you're looking at a day and a half uh, for the scouts to get to some blight and it's going to be a day for the scouts that are going to get your axe beaks to head down and come back yep. uh, well actually no because they'd have excuse me they'd have the if they ride the axe beaks or whatever they will uh they will uh, have the luxury of half speed uh, or half travel time so they'll be able to get here in about you're looking at a day either way uh till you okay. get your axe beaks so with that um is there anything that you guys would like to do over the evening or anything over the day preparing before heading back down south towards sunlight uh, over the 12th of autumn probably should go and pick at the dragon before it gets yeah to rather than leave it overnight and risk anything happening to it okay if everybody's in agreement that now let's is a good do time. this let's yep. do it <clears throat> okay so... pop, pop the hood see yep. what's see what's going Have on look. now oh um... boy you've had some real cowboys in here <laughs> so with that um before heading out a codog just grabs each of you and goes um i am going to start to try working with the speakers to try build the areas back up and like plan things obviously it's not going to rome wasn't built in a day and all that <laughs> um but uh, uh it's a place in another plane of existence um very, very warm, very overpriced. Do not go again. Um, oh, doesn't sound like my cup of tea. No. Oh, it's uh, very nice. Lovely circuses. Very. Oh, maybe I'll give it a go. It's, it's got some pretty bits. Anyway, you were saying sorry, Kodal. That is fine. Um, <laughs> I am going to stay here, speak, work with the speakers, and um, afterwards I feel I will probably be best going back with good meat again. So, uh, again, this is... Uh, not goodbye, but so long for now. Again, um, if the same the same thing still stands, if you need help or if you need things, don't be a stranger. Come and see me, and I will happily do what I can. Um, if you need anyone, and I'm not around, obviously it's best to drop in with one of the buildings, and you will find someone. But obviously, you you three have done. Much on your own chagrin, so you do not need you do you don't need hanger on to come around steal glory from you. You'll never be considered a hanger on. We love having you around. Your family now. Well, as lovely as that right? is, as lovely as that is, uh, my other family now need me more than you free will, and I respect this. And oh, that's completely. Um, before. I, uh, before I shoot off though, um, and he pulls his great axe off his back and walks over to Garland and goes, Garland, I think this would be useful for you. Um. But wouldn't it be useful for you? I, um. I think it is time that I stop trying to use weapons and start using other things to win battles at least for now uh thank you do not worry about size i understand it is quite um quite big it has a an enchantment it will shrink down um over the next few hours for you if you spend some time with it um it is uh it is useful and I, I do not know if the ladies would be able to, although trained in fantastic abilities, I do not know if uh, they will be able to carry a great axe as well as yourself. Uh, please, I absolutely think Garland should have it. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it, it's not much and hardly a good trade, but um, he gives... Uh, Coda, his uh, bottle opener axe. <laughs> yes. He, take, he takes it and goes, This is the finest axe I have held in a while. I will take good care of it. Hangs it off his belt. Anyway, Quite please. 
do not uh, do not be strangers, obviously. And if you need the idiots, obviously, and um, uh, he gestures back towards uh, the the room as you are walking away. We'll say as this is happening. Um, you need the idiots as well. Um, Cyprus, very useful, um, quite knowledgeable, but also the voice is graining. It is, it is very. Um, you know, you wish he would say two words rather than the fifteen he says. Um, right. Oz is still complicated, so um, I will leave him to you if you want him. Um, but uh, please, go now. Be be excellent to one another. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. Subtly done. Loving it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'd love it if that is genuinely just the greeting in that area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just, be excellent. Um, <laughs> this is uh, beep beep from a critical role. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, um, you guys head out towards Termalane again. Uh, you borrow some Max Beaks to make the travel a little less heavy. It's um, across the way. It's a, still a six-hour walk, so you'd be getting over there for in three hours, so it's coming up to about Midnight, one o'clock, as you get to the site of the uh, the dragon's remains. It was so far away. I just had this idea it was out the window, and I don't know why, but I was just like, it was right there. It's this right campaign, there. we're always traveling. Yeah. <laughs> just assume that nothing is where you are, and just... you have to travel. Again, welcome to not playing Storm's King's F- Storm King's Thunder, where you go, we're in Luskan. We now need to go all the way down to Baldur's Gate, which is a two-week boat ride, or if you argue the the semantics of at least that one's uh, record of travel, two months of walking. Mm. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) At least here's everything's a few hours between everything. Do we get to name these Axe Beaks as well, even though we have them for a really short (laughs) time? They're on loan, so no. (laughs) Okay. Can I refer to mine as Biff, regardless? You can. You can. Thanks. Um, just, just... Oh, sorry. No, that was it. That okay. Was end of sentence. That's fine. Uh, excellent. So you get to the uh, the dragon site. Um, what are you looking around for? What specifically sort of things are you doing? Are there any conversations over the three hours you want to throw out and such? By all means, do what you want to do. So, guys, that wasn't... Our... A interesting question earlier where he said what are we called are we supposed to have a group name is that how this works or are I we just didn't like... really know that was a thing no i didn't i didn't know what he was expecting us to say do well, we call I mean... or do we just stick to like our own names and say that we're just friends i don't know well it depends i suppose on if we want to uh do this sort of thing as a business venture? Hmm. Well, I'm kind of screwed in terms of getting a job because um, there's not that many places that hire people like me. So, um, <sighs> it suits me down to the ground to keep doing this, I guess. And if we're going to keep making money of it, are we supposed to declare that for tax purposes or just take it and go? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of questions. So many questions, so little time. Yeah. I think we could do this. I mean, I'm up for it if you're up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could. We seem all right at it. Yeah, we've we've done good. We've made about eighteen hundred gold so far, just doing what we do. And saved some lives. And we're all still alive, so like that's working in our favour. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm happy to carry on as a as a venture if you guys are i love adventures <laughs> okay so names <laughs> we need a name and by the way i'm saying all of this while i'm just 
randomly riding the axe beak around, just looking at the dragon from all angles. I've not started closely inspecting any of it just yet. That's fine. Because I figured when it gets to that point, I'm going to need some sort of skill check. Depends I don't know if, if, if I can just look around and be like, oh, look at this interesting piece that I've just found. Depends on what you're looking for specifically. Like like I said, if you if you want to go into... Because when it broke down and crashed into the... It came into different yeah. pieces. So you've been in the, the hull, if you will, or the, the main bodice. Um, the wings are levery and like broken apart across the, the snow... There are there's an arm sticking out of the snow. There is uh, the tail itself is off in the distance, sort of thing. Because I don't think Eric is looking for anything specific. It's just looking to see if anything looks interesting enough to remove, or if anything looks like a core part of it that we should take to stop it from flying off again, just in case. So I think the orb was the most important part of it. What would everyone else be looking for whilst looking over the dragon itself? And just to double check what we've got. Um, Garland would probably want to start with the things that would have been connected to the orb. Um, you know, any sort of like any, anything that would have kept that in place. And then also checking uh to see if he can work out where the breath weapon came from that's fine um and just in case uh narana for anything specifically you're looking for <laughs> sorry that went on anything off. of uh historical significance any artifacty looking is okay with that then uh, i reckon if i get a history check off um Nereneth, we'll go with yep. an invest an investigation from um from erica and we'll go an arcana check probably best from uh, uh garland and we'll see where you guys find things um investigation 13 13 Uh, ooh. Uh, a natural 20. A natural 20 on Arcana, excellent. And the history... No, I was just making sure I'm reading my history stuff That's properly, because right. she's got certain stuff that she automatically um, does. <laughs> 14. 14, excellent. Uh, so, Erica, you spent some time trying to look around uh, in what might just be the general parts of the body and trying to work out if there is anything of note that you can bring to the other two, um, specifically as one who seems to be quite interested in the historical accuracy of things and the historical notation of things, and then with uh, the arcane use that is uh, an artificer's prowess, you uh, start to try pull things out. You don't find much other than the general body parts um it's again it's for yourself as someone who has uh, been in the circus and stuff like that you can appreciate a well construct a well-made construct uh, especially as you will have probably worked with some in your previous life uh you 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 recognize puppetry and stuff like that and this is very the fact that for all intents and purposes, this could have been a living creature rather than just you can hear the gears and yeah. that lot moving. It's a very impressive thing to look over. But again, nothing yeah. really jumps out other than the, the, the mechanisms seem to be quite impressive. Okay. Um, for uh, for Nerenef, you start mm -hmm. to look over things, trying to find things that kind of jump out to you. You look over... The, the first thing that seems to come to mind is that you still can't seem to work out what the Shardlin stuff is. Even though you're looking at an entire dragon's body of it now, you can't work out what it is, why it's so well sought after, and why it's suddenly been, like, resurrected, if you will, or uh, re a resurgence in this area seems to be suddenly happening. 
Um, however, I will say with your information that you have pulled there, um, as you look over the creature and you start to try think over things in your mind, you're not sure what it is and you're not sure why it's coming to mind. Maybe it's just the area, maybe it's the fact that you've had such a long day dealing with this dragon now coming back to it and stuff like that. Every now and then, you can't help but notice this kind of similarity in you're looking at it and you're going, it's, it's like a, a small village has just launched out into the air and it feels like it's the size of it. Like it should, a creature is fine because it has the muscles and a lot to do it, but this construct shouldn't have been able to do this. And then in the back of your head, you hear like almost that same voice you keep hearing when you get information you're not really sure where it's come from. You recognise the word neveries. Can you spell that for me? That is fine. Uh, N-E-T-H. Yep. E-R-E-S-E. Cool, cool. With your role, you recognise it as an ancient... For historical meanings and stuff like that, you you recognise it as an ancient civilization that once uh, frequented uh, the the land of Toril. Um... They were famous for their arcane abilities and for having flying cities uh, and having the ability to make things that shouldn't be able to fly fly and um, they were they they were unparalleled in their prowess as arcane users. You're not see you can it's almost like you're seeing a wall with the dots on but you can't see the line that links them but you're mm-hmm. sure that this grouping of Shardalin, this dragon, Ten Towns' location, and the Neveries seem to be all in the same ball pit. It's just you can't work out where the links are. For Master Garland, you start to look around in the throat area of the dragon, starting to look where that original uh, placement of that orb is. You start to see this um, very intricate design kind of holding place where there's bars coming off the inside reaching into the center where this orb would have sat directly behind the helm uh looking out as if looking through the helm of the dragon's head out as if seeing it from a cockpit succession um as you look further around in this area and start to dig through things you find um this smoldering box now as it's been sat in ice and uh snow for the last few hours you see a smoldering box that seems to have ground and snow a couple of feet from around it either side uh, and looks like it's still uh, like simmering um but it looks like some sort of um it looks like it was once attached to part of this contraption the orb was attached to and has this kind of a definite half-life radiation of arcane magic coming off it it feels, for all intents and purposes, like uh, this thing has been... It's a toaster that's only just been turned off sort of thing, and the heat is dying down off it, but the heat is magic. Um, and it it rings out with radiant magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to want to remove that. It's about the size of a large, like, old-school TV, with uh, the back on it and all that. So as you start to lift it up, it's fairly heavy and clunky. It doesn't seem to hurt you or it isn't hot to the touch as you lift it. But for some reason, it's still kind of simmering and the snow around it seems to be melting away from around. So it seems to have cooled down due to the ice and snow around it. Okay. I have a plan. I will have to wait until morning for that plan. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna want that. Excellent. <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys do, or are we leaving that there? If the if the main part of the weapon's removed, I don't see it being as big of a threat yeah i would say if you're worried about uh, like for all sense, but if you are worried about the dragon 
getting back up and moving. It's in several parts across the the snow, and it's going to have to put itself back together essentially to do that. Um, as an artificer, you'd know you'd need a large forge to even put parts of it back together, let alone reconstruct the entire thing. And after seeing sunblight, you imagine there is probably at least one floor of that building dedicated to a forge now, if that's been made in there. Um, just out of interest, how easy would it be to try and remove the helm? Um, with the size of it, you'd you could spend a good half an hour or so uh, with a decent. Um, I'd go tinkerer's check just to make sure you're not severing uh, the the metal at any point. Um, if you want to take it off intricately, but if you're wha just whacking away at it and happy to just remove it, it'd be fairly easy. It'd just be a, a couple of strength checks to see how long it takes you. Uh, I'd like to try and do it kind of safely. Okay. Uh, if you want to make a tinkerer's check, then so it'd be dexterity and your proficiency, I believe. Uh, yep. Why I couldn't do this at another point. Let me just double check. I've played too many artificers. I don't think I have <laughs> the other thing yet. No, I don't. So it is just that. Uh, so that is... Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, that's, that's, that's a 19 on the die. Proficiency is plus 3. Excellent. Um, yeah. You get it off. It's again. It's about the size now. Uh, it's about because of the the proportion to the body and it being a large creature. I'd say it would be it'd probably be about f four or five foot diameter sort of thing. So it's quite mm -hmm. a large helm. You managed to remove it off, and it is now lying on the snow in front of you. You'd be able to send out someone to collect it, but I'd imagine uh, amongst yourselves you'd struggle to drag it back, essentially. Uh, even with the axe beaks, it'd be a, a, a long old haul dragging it back. Um, I'm probably going to want to camp out overnight to just keep an eye on the stuff. Okay. I'll pitch my tent. Excellent. Yep. <clears throat> So, with that, can I have you all roll a wisdom saving throw, please? No, can't. Change my mind. Let's go to safety. Uh... <laughs> cool. 16 for Erica. I'm back to the old rolls, guys. Is this uh... charm? No. Is this something that will put me to sleep? Nope. I was, when you said, is this charm? I was about to go, no, he said wisdom saving throw. <laughs> like, how did you... <laughs> um, 16. 16. We'll be Eight. Moderate. Eight. And Erica, sorry? 16. 16, okay. Garland, it seems fitting that you are the one who's been spending the most time actually physically working this. Um, could you roll a d100 for me? Oh my. Oh my god. Okay. Cool. Nothing good has ever come of the DM asking for a D100, <laughs> and nothing good comes when you roll a hundred. Oh. <sighs> Liam, I'm going to send you a, a private message just so you know. Okay. I don't know if I care. But. You're not sure what it is, but you feel as you get some sleep for for a night, you don't know if it's just the weariness um, of the day and what's been going on and then having to work even more. Um, but it's it's been a heavy old day and you get, finally get to sleep and rest and you have such weird, vivid dreams. They're very aggressive. They're very, they're, they're almost like, uh, like you're watching some sort of like reenactment of a, a war scene or something like that. It's just, it's not something you want to watch, and you don't really feel very rested the next morning. Um, but you still gain the full benefits of a long rest. You just, there's something a little off the next morning. Okay. 
Uh, well, that's not very fun. Um, cool. Um, so I'm gonna get to work on doing the things that I wanted to do. Yep. I'm I'm still alive, guys. It's okay. Yes. That's the important thing. Uh, I'm gonna have to drop one of my infusions. Uh, I'll be taking off my hammer. And then uh, I will be creating a new infusion, uh, which will be the bag of holding. Excellent. Oh. Oh. And then I guess the next question that I will ask is, do these fit into the bag of holding as is, or do I need to do the second part of this? Um... Uh, now I'm trying to remember the size of a bag of holdings opening. I reckon that the what I will refer to as the uh, the breath uh, the the breath charger will probably mm -hmm. fit in there. It'll, it'll take some wrangling and finagling, but you'll be able to squeeze it in. The head itself, again, because it's like a five foot uh, diameter in any direction, it's quite large, and it'd be like trying to fit an entire person in uh, sideways, so you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to get that one in without... I imagine your next one will be something to do with shrinking. Oh, it will be. <laughs> so you get uh, the so first I'm one, gonna... but the head, no. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna... I'm gonna, uh... Use a second level, uh... Spell slot and just, uh... Just start prepping a drink in a low ball and, uh... Pour it, pour it over that. Excellent. You uh, take it, take a moment, focusing on what you want to do, pour it over. I assume this thing's going to get tiny. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to... Uh, let's see. It reduces by... Doo -doo -doo. Trying to remember. Actual... I, I only ever use this as enlarged normally. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the, the target size is halved in all dimensions. Okay, so yeah. Weight reduced uh, to one eighth of normal. So Yeah, as you pour it over, it starts to... It's almost like uh, pouring the, the drink over it is making it shrink in the in the cold, and then it's now half your size, so you'd be able to just quite easily kick it into the bag the same way you have with the, uh, with the, the breath weapon thing. Wonderful. Um, and then I will tuck that away and stash it in my beard. Excellent. Beard of holding. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? No, I didn't either. That was just you. I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> oh. <sighs> cool. So uh that that deals with the with the weaponization of this thing. That's now safely in my hands. Well so remember, would you have uh, spent the evening or any time attuning to the great axe or would you uh, leave it as is? Well, I would have had time to have done that, right? Yeah, especially with like, yeah. the long rest, uh, I would say you would be fine. Um, so I will read out the the, the stats for you. So all in all, uh, in all intents and purposes, you're getting a great axe. However, um, I'm going to go with the fact that it shrinks down a bit. It's still it's still enchanted. I'd say the great axe uh, damage gets slightly smaller, just because it makes more sense in my head that way. Um, because Great Axe normally does, what's I remember my stats, 2d6? No, it's 1d12. So I reckon it comes down to a 1d10 um, and would need to be uh, two-handed and still heavy. Does slashing damage. However, as you have attuned to it, you get its full features. You have got what is referred to as Rangram's Order, which is spelled R-A-N-G-R-A-M. If you were looking for it um mm -hmm. and essentially 
after finishing a long rest, you can set the runes on the blade to affect one of your ability scores. Whichever one you set it to at the end of your long rest will gain a further two points in that ability score. It does allow you to go above 20, so you could go up to 22 uh, with this ability. Oh. Interesting. And because of flavour and such like that, you're more than welcome to say that the rune says this when I set it to intelligence, or the rune says this when I set it to charisma. Nice. I will uh, have to think of some stuff for that. More drink orders. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that in mind, um, it is now the, uh, the, the words. It's now the 12th of autumn. You awake in the snow. It's a, another chilly day, but for those that have been using the, uh, the, the winter clothing and such and the tent that has been provided, um, you managed to, excuse me, you managed to get quite a good rest in for the evening. What is the plan for today? Good question. Are we waiting for our axe beaks to come back to us? With the time that would have happened, you... So, with the, yeah, you'd, they'd still be on their way, uh, but by the time you get back to Brinchanda, you'd probably... Because it's three hours ride, three hours ride back, but then you've slept for most of it. So you'd probably find you'd be waiting an hour or two in Brinchanda uh, before heading back out if you're waiting for your axe beaks. I suppose we go back there and then maybe look at getting some supplies. Do we need anything? I'm not sure what we need off the top of my head, but definitely sounds like it would be a wise choice. Okay. So you guys head back to Brunchanda. The weather, again, it's been a couple of days for you, so you're used to it now, but it's still slightly disorientating as you wake up in the middle of the night according to the, the sky, and the, the snow has not been as heavy as it was the other day when you had that uh, blizzard, um, but it's still lightly falling around you. Um, quite idyllic for all intents and purposes. Um, as you head back down to Brunshanda, it seems that you can see uh, people are already starting to travel back up the main ways towards Targos and Bremen, um, and lonely wood there are people with carts and oxen starting to drag out supplies to head towards Termalane. and as you get into Brinchander itself you can see the others uh, of the southern uh, section of the uh, or the, from the opposite side of Brinchander heading out the opposite direction towards East Haven and Goodmead um, you can see that the speakers uh, all of them seem to be quite easy to spot as there are the people standing on plinths every now and then just pointing groups of people in directions you can see kodar shouting out orders to what you can only imagine to be the survivors of goodmead um you can see a silver scaled dragonborn uh swaying slightly on one um one of them just looking very very out of place and almost like he's about to fall off the plinth um yep. shouting for uh what you believe to be uh Kerkonig. Uh, you can see a a very tired-looking tiefling who is shouting out for Care Dineval, uh, red-skinned, uh, quite plump and uh, overfed in some respects. Um, uh, but yeah, you see this this myriad of people shouting about orders and getting people out on their way. Okay, um, I'd quite like to see if there's anywhere that does healing potions and just general stuff like that. That's fine. Um, to save the the process of uh, having to talk to a shopkeeper and all that because they're terrible people. Um, because of the current um, issues in ten towns, you find it's harder to find health potions. But you do manage to get uh, free regular health potions for one hundred and forty gold. Cool. Spend that out of my own money. Making a note. Damn it! Did you say free? Free. Yeah. And they're the uh, uh, 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. Thank you. 
Um, I will offer one to everybody if they want one. If not, I will keep them. I think Nereneth will kind of just go not like a thank you, but not right now kind of hand gesture. I don't know how to how else to just just yeah, go. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean, so it will be good. Okay, no worries. Uh, I would probably yeah, I'll grab one. Yeah, cool. I'll put the other two in my bag. Thank you very much. Very welcome. Pleasure. Anybody else got anything that they want to do? Fetch? Sell? Mm, I think I'm all good for now. Same. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so as you guys wait outside the shrine and uh, waiting for whoever's meant to be turning up with your axe beaks. It is a uh, uh, about half an hour after the shopping has been done that you uh, you see four axe beaks being ridden into the centre of the town. One very large, black furred, uh, black feathered one, which you recognise to be Rangram, uh, Rangram uh, Ragnar, and you see your Hi. own three as Isabeau, uh, Felicia, and Hans Gruber. Uh, are yeah, all ridden <laughs> are all ridden in looking fairly healthy and fairly happy um yeah i'm gonna go over to future and and stroke and pat and do lots of like petting, things. petting yes excellent <laughs> um, <laughs> as you uh, as you are running up to your your axe speaker you see the human on the back just kind of take a moment and then realize that you are uh, the axe beaks odor they just stop dismount um the other humans that are on your axe beaks jump off um the dragonborn that is on the back of ragnar jumps off he is uh for all intents and purposes a bit taller than everyone else that is in the group and walks over to uh yourselves as right so um that's the axe beaks we've sent the rest of the six people down the way to Sunblight, as you've mentioned it. Um, if you run into them, obviously they will inform you they have been given your description. Um, if anything else is needed, uh, please come see us in the Speaker's house, uh, I believe. Uh, best person to speak to would be Sheriff uh, Markham, as uh, always seems to be a little bit more free. Thank you. You've been nothing but helpful. Ah, we really appreciate it. There's a first for everything. <laughs> and he hands over the reins of the uh, of the, the of the axe beaks. Uh, starts to lead uh, Ragnar over to the stable area because obviously Kodars is uh, staying here for the time being whilst he helps sort things out. That makes sense. Well, just a question: Do we need to do an animal handling check because? Are the axe beaks going to be hacked off that we've just? They seem them? to be fairly pleasant um, as you have started to greet them. They seem quite uh, for the fact you left them food and then these people have come along and brought them back up and the fact they're still living. They seem to be quite happy. Okay, good. Oh, excellent! I'm going to get on the back of Felicia. Woo! Come back, speak. <laughs> Where are we going yeah. first then if we've not slept yet? Have we slept? I'm yeah. so confused. Yeah, this is we slept. This is the morning. This is about afternoon now, so it's, <laughs> it's afternoon of yeah, the twelfth of autumn. 12th. Thank you. 12th. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know what the date is. Afternoon. Um shall we make sure we've got enough food and stuff, or did we just assume we've done that when we went? We have a homebrew rule that essentially you spend a gold every time you enter a settlement just to, uh, after a day at least, uh, to just fill up on rations and spell components and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. Are we ready to go? Are we ready to go to Sunblight and kick some ass or whatever it is that we're doing? Sure. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Woo! Excellent. I mean, they've not got a dragon anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's 
What? What? What is the big deal? This is now just a man, right? Well, <laughs> Uragar, isn't it? Well, but yeah. So, um, for all intents and purposes, uh, is there anything else that anyone wants to do, say or be, before we head out back towards Sunblight? Uh, not for me. I'm happy to go to Sunblight. No, all good. Excellent. Just check, near enough? No, 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 I'm good. That's fine. I heard a and then... <laughs> oh, there was a nope. <laughs> Can I just just point out for the record i've just i've looked over my character sheet i when i spent 140 on the gold potions i actually had to spend 17 gold out of our collection because i didn't realize i had 114 it was my fault well, being... that's fine i i would have yeah, expected you to have taken it out of the group out of amount, the kitty, anyway if i'm really honest i mean i i can i can just take the money out of that um yeah my... you might as well it's for healing stuff all right cool and we never know who it's gonna get used on <laughs> Ah, <clears throat> right. I'll take, I'll take it out of that. Cool. So, no, nothing else for me. Happy to go. Excellent. Um, so you guys head out, and not wanting to waste time traveling along the east way and getting in the way of travelers, but also uh, not wanting to waste time with the, the apparently this uh, Zardarok sunblight being on the offensive again still. Uh, you dart directly over the tundras towards Dugan's Hole rather than following the tradeway. Um, it is a brisk travel. Um, and just because we're coming up to the end of the episode, but also I know that we all enjoy travel so much. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, oh, yeah. um, as you get, we'll pick back up next session, and I will finish this session off here. As you ride back up the stairwell in the e late evening of the twelfth of twelfth uh, of autumn, well, if you want to have any conversations, we'll discuss them next time. But uh, you ride up the stairwell towards the, the the castle of Sunblight. As the late evening starts to fall, your axe beaks seem fairly confident and enjoying their uh, their run across the snow, and we leave you at the gates still open of sunblight on the spine of the world <sighs> it's just what i love i oh, know back where we belong as just as another dragon co no <laughs> <laughs> know. just as someone's got a firebox <laughs> um I will say that just for notes and stuff like that, on your travel you do not run into the scouting party um, and you do not see the scouting party as you s arrive at the doors of the the open doors of Sunlight. Okay. Mm. Mm, okay, that's... That's disconcerting. <laughs> I'm scared now. Don't see scouting party. I don't know what's happened to my handwriting because I type this all up at the end. I just scribble stuff. So the longer the game's gone on, the more my writing has turned into something unintelligible. So that'll be fun <laughs> to work out. I'll type it up straight away before I forget what we've actually done. But yes, there we go. Another session, another enjoyment yeah. of crazy, crazy things that happen on the road. <laughs> <laughs> We shall see you next week for another instalment of 16 Candle Gifts, where we continually complain about the travel times of your damn games, Wizards of the... I mean, um... No. <laughs> I, no. No. It's, it's, um, it's, not a, it's not a problem. I enjoy every moment. <laughs> Maybe one of the things we should put on social media is give us suggestions for stuff that we talk about when we face endless travel in any of our games. <laughs> that is a very good shout. Let, let's uh, put it to the public. Yeah, it would be like, what, what would you rather fight? Um, one <laughs> dragon-sized horse? An owl or... bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a knoll. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> right so we will see you all next week for another episode thank you very much for listening thank you for you free for always playing thank you steve you for do. editing the audio thank you liam for editing the video thank you uh anyone who wants to be thanked for doing something for 16 candle keeps you go you well done anyway 
I want to say bye, say bye. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to 16 Candle Keeps. Your players were Emma Bamford as Erica Jones, Jade Leanne Pierce as Neronif Halladar, and Liam Thornton as Garland Goodbeer. Your DM was Steve Archer. Theme music by Steve Archer. Background music was performed by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Other background music was performed by Bombarded Podcast and can be found at bombarded.bandcamp.com. All artworks thus far has been created by Bingle Bang Bang. Thank you for listening and we shall see you next week.